0: This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we talk about SAN in general, and the new free brocade SAN analytics tool, SAN Health.
1: Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Support. Support. I love NetApp because it's so funny. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. Uh, I'm in the studio here today and I have Mike Peppers, uh, our favorite fly guy. Uh, So Mike, for people who are
1: not familiar with what you do, could you tell everybody what you do here at NetApp, how to reach on social media? Sure. My name is Michael Peppers. I'm a technical marketing engineer at NetApp. I cover SAN, FLI, FlexRay, uh, NVMe, and QoS. Is that all? No, Anything at, else? The, at the moment okay it could change tomorrow sounds like you need more to do <laughs> yeah i'm bored um you can reach me on social media you could follow me on twitter i am ntap fli guy hence the fly guy i'm also mike pepper so it could be sergeant doctor or so on and so lots of different opportunities to to play with
0: that so when if you ever have an outage with foreign line import do you ever say your fly is down you could say your fly is down <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, so <laughs> also with us today on the phone, uh, Steve Botkin, Santa himself. So hi, Steve. What do you do here at
2: NetApp? How do we reach you? Hey, Justin. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at san SanTech, T-E-C-H, T-C-H, Architect, R-A-R-C-H. Studs for Santa. Uh, and my job here is to be able to help any of our partners, any of our customers, any of our global accounts, Dealing with any of our SAN products, our SAN solutions, anywhere from any of our switch vendors to the actual NetApp products themselves.
0: All right. And I'm going to make a little confession here. It never occurred to me that SAN technical architect was actually SANTA. (laughs) I just now got that. So thank you, Steve, for enlightening me on that. You're welcome. Last but not least, on the phone, uh, we have Naeem Saifin. Did I say that right name? Yes, sir. All right. And Naeem, what do you do and uh, where do you work and how do we reach you?
3: All right. Well, thank you, Justin. And uh, my name is Naeem um, and I work for Broadcom, um, um, you know, responsible for the business development and the technical solutions for the NetApp account. So everything that NetApp sells that comes from Brocade slash Broadcom, um, I have uh, a stake in, in that offering. Um that's what I do. Um and I'm hundred percent dedicated to NetApp. So uh I can be reached at naim.sapine at broadcom.com. And um I'm you know very excited to be uh talking to Mike and Steve. You know, we have a long history together. We work very closely as partners and uh, as colleagues. So thank you for having me.
0: All right, and since you're the new guy and I am, I'm gonna make we're gonna play a game. Um so it's real easy. You're going to win. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Um, so uh, so given that we have Mike Peppers and Steve Botkin and someone from Broadcom here, what do you think we're going to be talking about today on the podcast? Oh. SAN? <laughs>
3: yes, you win. We're going to talk about SAN
0: today. Um, actually, we I don't think we've had a general SAN conversation, but we're not just going to talk about SAN. We're going to also talk about SAN health. And that's just a teaser. We'll talk more about what that is later. But first, I want to do the high level overview. Um, one reason why is because there's often in the field confusion about what SAN is versus NAS. And then there is more of a difference than just having them being spelled backwards. Um, so who wants to take that, Mike or Steve?
1: Well, so San is the correct way to spell it. Naz is spelled incorrectly. Uh, but what San does is— Well, Naz is, is, Naz is actually uh, French for awesome. Uh, yeah but that but it but more importantly it's French for awesome continue <laughs> yeah, so anyhow uh what makes something a san versus a nas is uh, the, the best way to look at it is, is who owns the file system so a san is basically a collection of storage that has been you know it it is presented as blocks. And so I present one or more LUNs, which are essentially arrays of blocks. I then present those to an initiator. An initiator, uh, if they format, partition that, put a file system on it, they own that file system. And so I am a SAN. If on the other hand, what I'm presenting to you is a file system with a directory structure and you know possibly files, then I own the file system and I am a NAS. And so it's essentially, are you operating at, you know, layer uh, three or layer four. Yeah, blocks versus files, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Steve, I'm going to
0: ask
2: you a hard question. Which is better, SAN or NAS? Well, that's easy to answer, Justin. We both know that SAN is the way to go.
0: What? Yes. I thought the answer was, doesn't matter, yeah. whatever you like better.
2: <laughs> it, it really, It really doesn't matter which one you want to use in your environment. It's all going to be based upon the application. And how that application There you go. Is That's where we storage. want
0: to go. So let's talk about those applications. What sort of application use cases would fit better with say a SAN environment versus something with a NAS environment?
2: Well, anything that you want to do where you're really looking for that very high performance, where you want the application to control what's going on with inside of the environment. That's where you're gonna be looking for. The SAN protocols, whether you're using Fiber Channel, FCOE, iSCSI, are now NVMe.
0: NVMe, tell me more.
2: <laughs> well, NVMe is <laughs> the me new me. protocol. We've got a lot of competitors out there that are selling solutions around NVMe, but most of their solutions are around NVMe on the back end. We, on the other hand, are supporting NVMe on not only the back end with our 800 systems, but we also support NVMe protocol. And we do that with any of our higher end, our A700s, our A300s, and the A800 products. And we can actually talk NVMe protocol from the host through the fabric into the switches. And the beauty of that is the fact that we can do both fiber channel and NVMe protocol across the exact same fabric, the exact same switches, So it reduces the customer's overall expense for that solution.
1: It's literally the same, you know, the the actual same components. So literally the same ports on the switch, HBA and so on. So it makes it incredibly easy to coexist and to migrate uh, at, at whatever speed suits you, as opposed to having to do a big bang where you have to buy a bunch of gear and decide when you want to migrate something from your legacy to your new uh, environment. The fact that you can coexist and coexist forever like that is incredibly helpful. So what NVMe does that makes it different uh, than iSCSI, Fibre Channel, and FCOE is is that FCOE, Fibre Channel uh, Protocol, and iSCSI all use SCSI uh, command descriptors as the actual command primitives that say do things like uh, you know, get this set of blocks, write this set of blocks, delete this set of blocks, move this. You know, all of those sorts of commands. What NVMe did is, this is, is, is it looked at flash storage and said that this is so much faster that at this point the SCSI command set that we've been using for Fibre Channel and iSCSI and so on is not efficient as it needs to be, and it actually is going to be the bottleneck when addressing NVMe storage. And so they rewrote uh, the, or uh, addressing flash storage. So they rewrote uh, a command set for NVMe and then uh, looked at different protocols that they could use to transport it, one of which is fiber channel. So NVMe over FC, which is what we support in ONTAP today. And so you actually are using a different command set.
3: If I may add, I mean, you know, the, the whole idea is that, you know, the NVMe as an interface uh, a protocol, you know, it actually allows, as as opposed to the traditional all-flash architectures that we have today uh, that are pretty limited to a single uh, serial command queue, NVMe actually supports tens of thousands of those parallel queues, um, each with the ability to support tens of thousands of concurring commands. That that's and that speaks of this capability that is are being unleashed, you know, with the introduction of the NVMe over fabric.
1: So what what NVMe really brought to the table with the rewrite is 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 that you have a very much more efficient command uh, structure. So instead of roughly 250 or so legacy Mm -hmm. uh, SCSI commands, Mm -hmm. some of which date back to the 1970s, things like read the tape label, they simply were not needed and were removed when they came up with NVMe. So instead, you have in the low dozens of commands with a total of three actual media access commands, read and uh, delete and move. Um, so, you know, that is very much faster. But in addition to that, what Naeem was saying is, is, is that you also have the – That the number of queues that you're able to support goes from with FC, for instance, you can support multiple queues, but you have a task manager running that basically maintains things like in order delivery of uh, uh, fiber channel frames. So what this, you know, the the uh, a good analogy to look at is is this is let's say you have the you, you have a highway with 16 lanes on it, each one. You know, let's assume that that was sort of like a queue. However, you have a toll booth to get onto the highway and a toll booth to leave the highway, both of which are single lane. So you have single lane, comes to 16 lanes, drops back to single lane again. So you can see exactly where the bottlenecks would be with fiber channel. With NVMe, on the other hand, and these are theoretical limits that were, you know, written as part of the protocol, you have 65,535 queues. Uh, with each of which having a depth of up to uh, 65,535 uh, frames per queue. So the idea there is, is, is that you can bring to bear all of the spare processor cores that you have available to do processing. And so as a result of that, you can much more efficiently process you know, large numbers of NVMe commands and the payloads associated with them.
0: So my understanding is we added some new things to 9.5 for NVMe. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about what was added to that release that made it more palatable to use NVMe in enterprise environments?
1: The big thing that we added was ANA or Asymmetric uh, Namespace Access. What ANA does is, is, is it adds the ability for NVMe over fiber channel to be storage HA or storage high availability, the ability to fail over from one controller to another. That's what ANA brings to the table. So previous 295. We had NVMe, but it did not have ANA, and so as a result, we would not be able to have supported storage failover in that environment. In that environment, instead, you would have had to have relied elsewhere. So, for instance, at the application layer, which, uh, for instance, MongoDB or an Oracle Rack uh, would be able to offer. With ANA, you now have something much closer to uh, the Alua that you have in, say, fiber channel that allows for storage HA to occur there. Okay. Okay.
0: So, Steve, I mean, NVMe is great and all, but not everyone is ready to go there, I would imagine. So tell us a little bit more about Fibre Channel and iSCSI. What improvements have we seen in the latest ONTAP releases? And, you know, why would I use Fibre Channel versus iSCSI and vice versa?
2: Well, again, it always goes back to what does your environment look like? If you have an all Ethernet environment today, then iSCSI is probably what you should be looking at where if you've got fiber channel switches, whether they're running at 4 gig, 8 gig, 16 gig, or even the 32 gig ones, that's where you're probably gonna forget that investment in fiber channel, both at the HBA and at the switch level. So fiber channel is probably gonna be the technology that you're gonna wanna deploy. The beauty of having our solutions in there is the fact that while today you could do fiber channel at any of those different speeds, as you want to grow and your next purchase comes up, you may want to start looking at NVMe and taking a pair of our controllers that support NVMe and putting it into your existing cluster. That gives you that investment protection for your environment and allows you to be able to use new technology in your environment for your applications when they need that performance boost and be able to do it seamlessly. There is no such thing as a forklift upgrade anymore. Everything in the environment is done non disruptively.
0: Well, at least at
2: out there is not. You're right. I'm talking about our technology. Just saying. Uh,
0: <laughs> um, so, you know, but, you know, let me, let me put my 2010 hat on for a second here, right? I'm going to go back to the future. Um, when, when you know you were making the decision between iSCSI and Fibre Channel, you normally would say, well, iSCSI just can't perform as well as Fibre Channel. Has that changed at all, or is that still about the same?
2: Well, our iSCSI solutions today are performing fairly close to what our Fibre Channels are. Mm. A lot of it has to do with the network that you've got. You know, we've got different types of network, whether you've got a 1 gig, 10 gig, 40 gig, 25 gig, or 100 gig Ethernet network, or whether depending upon what the speed of your fiber channel environment is. Because it can be anywhere from 2 gig, 4 gig, 6, 8 gig, 16 gig, and 32 gig now.
0: Or your ONTAP version, right, Mike?
1: Absolutely. Tell me about the ONTAP versions. What's different? Yeah, so the, the beauty of the ONTAP versions is is, is that uh, go to from ONTAP 9.2 to 9.3 or later, uh, if you do have iSCSI, you're going to be pretty happy because uh, that stack was rewritten between 9.2 and 9.3, and that uh, basically created a fairly substantial performance boost uh, that gets bigger and bigger depending on what sort of controllers you, you're you using. The controllers with more free processors, you're going to see a bigger uh, performance bump from, but you'll see a big performance bump regardless of on any modern uh, uh, NetApp controller. So, what do you tell the storage
0: administrator who's you know crusty and old and only sees NetApp as a file system only for NAS? So, how, how have we changed that perception, and you know how are we doing with
1: that? It's it, it, it's always difficult to change perceptions, uh, particularly if they are long running. Uh, the The way you do it is this is, is that you engage and actually look at, you know, so here are the actual facts. I can prove these to you one after another. If you look at uh, people who are buying sand, what are you buying? You know, what What are the things that are important to you? Uh, number one would probably be performance and reliability. I'm not sure which order those two, but, you know, those are huge. Supportability would be another one. Um, so if I can show that we are as performant or more performant, and we have SPC1 numbers that back that up, uh, then I think we can put a check next to performance in terms of reliability. If I can show you IDC audits that show that we have better than six nines of availability, in other words, you have downtime of less than 31 seconds a year per controller, that, that would say that we're probably about as available or at least as available, if not more available than any competition in the enterprise space. And then lastly, if I can sh- show supportability, that is, this is that we have uh, 24 by 7 by 365 global support, professional services, consulting, you know, all, all of that as an enterprise service vendor, then I would say that we should be able to play in that environment. And uh, that basically our our uh, uh, our results back that up. You can see we are by far the fastest uh, SAN provider out of everybody in the enterprise space. Uh, not only are we growing uh, more than a couple times faster than the next fastest uh, growing provider, we're actually growing uh, uh, quite a bit faster than the market as a whole, which what that means is, is, is that we're taking share from other uh, vendors in the market space.
3: Okay. And, and Justin, if I may uh, just uh, take a step back and and, and and you know when I look at it as as a partner of uh, netApp and I, I look at netApp taking a, a leading role you know with the all flash storage right that has been providing that high density um, a lot more um, application consolidation real-time intelligence and so on and so forth and uh, that ties off to you know once once the the customers you know have identified those applications critical applications that would rely uh, that uh, on on that kind of storage then the next step would be looking at the network that will offer not only the scalability and latency uh, but also a deterministic performance that that is very important and this is where actually sand comes into play right you're offering the 5x workload completion, time improvement you know with our gen uh six and now we have gen seven on the horizon the availability to be running uh at all times you know no matter what uh, the and unleashing some of the application performance to meet some of the most stringent slas out there that netapp customers i have this is actually why um when NetApp was leading with the old flash storage, you know, NetApp is also leading. It's, it, you know, what we see from the end customers is, you know, NetApp being the fastest growing enterprise SAN storage vendor out there. You know, uh, through, uh, you know, the the partnership that we have, and NetApp being able to deliver that high availability closer to six nines of most of the, you know, all the business applications uh, uh, requirements um that that that's i think you know where sand comes into play so when you're looking for a purpose built um, uh, deterministic uh, performance requirement kind of applications this is where sand comes into play
0: so just to add a little color and some credibility to what you're saying um, let's back up a little bit and talk about wh- where you work so broadcom you know for those of us who don't know what broadcom is Can you explain to the audience what Broadcom is, what they do, and what sort of uh, clout they have in the sand world?
3: Yeah, you know, so I I actually um, come from a Brocade division of Broadcom. So, um, and uh, Brocade is the leading um, fiber channel. Uh, vendor, we built actually San uh, switching, uh, you know, platforms and solutions to the market. And we are now part of Broadcom, which actually makes it uh, a very good synergy because now, we are part of an organization that doesn't only create the switches, but also the adapters and the HBAs for it, and that makes our partnership with NetApp goes to the next level. So when NetApp was leading with the AFF, um, the A800, for example, trying and wanting to be the first or industry first end-to-end NVMe over Fiber Channel host to flash array, uh, we work very closely. So we provided the. Uh, the network, we provided HBAs and we introduced that solution, which it was and still is the first um, application to the market for NVMe over uh, fabric. Um, so, you know, from our perspective at, uh, at Broadcom, like what I said, I come from the Brocade, classic Brocade um, uh, organization within Broadcom, but now we are, you know, Part of a bigger team, so we work with NetApp on many, many different fronts, uh, primarily on the sand front, um, and uh, building many of different different solutions. There's a lot of the uh, um, uh, validated architectures that we're building on right now. They're trying to tie off to some of the requirements that we see coming out of the, of the field uh, when people are trying to look at the. Uh, um, What's allowing uh, a server side and storage side to talk and take full advantage of some of the new improvements in the in the industry out there in terms of flash and NVMe? This is where we come into play, and we work with uh, with uh, NetApp, you know, trying to uh, drive that storage modernization, if you will. You know, that brings the velocity, the efficiency that is required for the next. Uh, uh, gen of, of storage protocols and, and and solutions.
0: And I would imagine that if a, a vendor that primarily is SAN focused wasn't a believer in what NetApp was doing, they probably wouldn't partner with them for so long, wouldn't you say?
3: Um, you know, it's uh, not, numbers actually speak for themselves, you know, and, and uh, the stories and what you see out there in the market, you know, having NetApp leading uh, with the, uh, or becoming the first industry first end-to-end NVMe over fabric uh, solution vendor, that speaks for itself. You know, the, the the kind of solutions that NetApp is leading with today, SAN solutions, um, you know, uh, have been uh, proven uh, to uh, offer capabilities that are Positioned and employed for most of the business critical applications out there. You know we work very closely with NetApp on the front to deliver not only uh, you know solutions that would uh, meet what the what the industry is leading or asking uh, for, or the customers are asking for, but also to be delivering some of those innovative storage networking solutions. That are taking it to the next level in terms of reducing complexity, cost, and enabling the maximum performance. Uh, you know, has um, uh, NetApp has been always the first to support our groundbreaking technologies from Gen 5, Gen 6, and now we're working with Gen 7. Uh, and I think you know we will continue to be working with NetApp in the uh, in the in the future on that as well.
1: Yeah, I wanted to actually underline uh, so what Naima is talking about when he's saying uh, working together or uh, partnering. Uh, when NetApp introduced NVMe FC with ONTAP 9.4, Uh, The partnership that was actually put together to do that was NetApp for the ONTAP uh, uh, side of things, Uh, Brocade for the Brocade uh, 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 switches that were the, the fabric switches in that solution, uh, Emulex, uh, which is uh, another broadcom co- broad company uh, for the HBAs, and then SUSE, uh, Enterprise Linux, uh, for the OS. And so it was all four of us essentially flying in formation that created a brand new protocol that simply had not existed previously. Um, and we pretty happy with it, and when we started doing testing against it, we realized that we have a protocol that is very much more efficient. Depending on different workloads, you can see uh, uh, improvements in uh, throughput of, uh, we have documented uh, improvements uh, in the 50 and 60 percent more throughput at a cost of less latency. So you might have an improvement of 50 or 55% uh, more IOPS uh, with a reduction of latency in the 80 to 100 microsecond range. And so you're you're getting more, and it's costing you less latency to do it. And so that's a pretty hard thing to argue against. So we saw that, and we realized that so the next thing we should do is this is, uh, once again, let's partner with uh, – Broadcom, so specifically Brocade and the Emulex division of Broadcom, those two uh, divisions, uh, to work on putting together some reference architectures, which is uh, the NetApp Validated Architectures or NVA papers. The first one of which was published was uh, for Oracle 12c on ONTAP 9.4, with uh, Brocade, uh, FabOS 8.2.1a on, uh, I believe they were G620 or G630 switches, and uh, Emulex LPE 3202 and uh, uh, HBAs. And so what we did is, is we built a reference architecture, and then we did testing, FCP and NVMe, and compared the results of that. So the only thing you're changing is the protocol. You're using literally the same ports, fabrics, et cetera. And so that's the only change. And, and then based on that, we were able to tell you this is the, the, the measurement that we saw, the performance improvement. And here is the exact uh, reference architecture that we would recommend that you use if you wanted to create a solution like this in house, we're following this up with additional NBAs for other solutions like uh, MongoDB, uh, uh, and then there'll be others for things like maybe uh, MS SQL, and so forth. So anyhow, that's that's stuff that's coming down the pike, just to you know prove out that not only are, can we talk at a you know SAN level, but more importantly, uh, you know customers are not really interested in whether it's SAN or NAS or SIFS or NFS. So if they're interested in what is the total solution.
0: Excellent. So um, I was going to ask you about SAN best practices, but I assume that SAN health is going to help us with some of that. So I'm not going to ask you about best practices because asking about best practices is an exercise in futility because there are so many variations in how things are done. There is
1: really no catch-all for everything, right? So there are catch-alls for some things. Well, and most of the time, there's not. I mean, there there, are, you know, with lots of things, there's more than one way to solve a problem. Uh, that said, there are frequently better ways to solve some problems. You know, if you want to start a fire in your fireplace, you'd be better off, uh, you know, building it properly as opposed to throwing a couple gallons of gasoline in and, you know, using your BIC.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff is just common sense, like, you know, you need to do sure. this blanket. You know, network this way, right? But overall, best practices, and you know, this goes for NAS or SAN, are going to be highly variant on what you're trying to do. That said, SAN Health is supposed to help us with some of that stuff. So, tell us yeah. about SAN Health.
1: So, one of the things that one of the reasons that we were excited to uh, do this podcast today is is that we wanted to talk about SAN Health. SAN Health is a tool that is available from Broadcom or from uh, well. Brocade Broadcom now uh, that can be downloaded, uh, and what it does is, is, is it does a data collection against your fabric, and will give you a uh, essentially full documentation of exactly what's in your fabric, what firmware, what you know, who the manufacturers are of what versions of OS's are in place, exactly what ports are plugged in where. You'll actually get a Visio diagram that will literally illustrate all of that. And it will also do a lot of uh, low level and configuration error checking to tell you that you have things like, you know, perhaps you have too big of a fan in here or you seem to be running out of buffers here or you know various things and and the errors and warnings are color-coded and so you don't even necessarily need to understand the output of the sand health all that well in order to see that here's something you need to follow up on because it's going to be highlighted in red if it's an error or orange if it's a warning.
0: So Naeem how does this sand health capture all the data like what sort of technologies in the back end to help us yeah. gather information.
3: Yeah, You know, um, j- j- before I answer that question, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, it's uh, there are a couple of things that are highlighted when it comes to sand health, right? I mean, you're talking about a, a, a no-cost sand tool or sand, you know, uh, utility that you could be um, just, you know, you you install on your laptop or your your machine, wherever you go, and you actually turn yourself into an SME to your end customers, because at that you know with that tool, that takes literally a minute to install and five minutes to audit, uh, you would be able to create that comprehensive, as Mike mentioned, that comprehensive documentation and the performance of graphs and topology diagrams, and also help with your sales opportunity hunting. Right. Because it, you, you would be able to look at tech refresh opportunities and so on and so forth. So for that, um, you know, all what you need to do is, you know, you install it, um, you know, you download the Send health tool. And by the way, you know, before I even get to that, I think, uh, you know, Steve and Mike, you know, have done a phenomenal job by making that tool or customizing that tool and making a NetApp. Biased version of it, meaning that you know you don't really have to get the generic one. You're getting the NetApp one uh, with a NetApp logo on it, uh, so it actually gives gives more credibility when you're talking to the end customers. Um, and you would be looking, you know. So once you have it downloaded, you select the the, the workstation, uh, suitable workstation where you're going to be running that, and it doesn't really require anything. Um, other than once you install, once you and then once you run it, uh, just for the terms of requirements and CPU and memory, or you know you you, you probably won't uh, be needing anything beyond what you currently have at all. Uh, it would run on uh, on the existing any of the existing uh, platforms that you have, uh, and then once you launch it, you know you just go through the site details, enter. The switch and the fabric, and I want to highlight one very important thing here is that you don't even have to have a Brocade switch to run the sand health. You could be having uh, a QLogic or a McData or Cisco, you know, for that matter, you know, to run the SAN health. Um, so you don't really have to have a Brocade switch, you know. Where it's it's an enabler. It's a free tool that we're given. So once you do that, you know, enter the the switch or the fabric details in there, run the audit, and boom. You know, you have the you generate the report.
1: So the the, the, the real beauty of of, of Sand Health is, is 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 that it is a free tool. Uh, you can download it, and as as Naeem said, you can download it and install it on a Windows uh, PC or desktop in a minute or two. You can run an audit; takes uh, probably less than five minutes to complete. Uh, that creates a. Uh, basically a zipped file. It's a BST file, which is then going to get uploaded to uh, Brocade. Brocade is going to run that through. It's uh, essentially it's Health AI systems. And that is going to generate a report that is then going to get emailed back to you. And that's going to include things like the drawing that I mentioned, as well as a, a, a really excellent uh, level of documentation, and the documentation is is done well enough that this is documentation you could share, you know, with executive staff, or you know, at at that sort of a level that tell you things like, you know, here's performance issues. Here you might have uh, uh, orphaned uh, hardware. You might have uh, hardware here that is in need of a refresh. So you'll you'll identify all of that stuff. But really, what SAN Health does is, is is it allows you to change how you're interacting with your customer so that you become more of an advisor and less of a transactional salesperson that is taking, you know, a specific point in time order. Because what you can do is is you can run SAN Health to document the uh, the fabric. You can also use that exact same instance to uh, discover what is in the fabric um, and to look for any errors, all of which you can do quite rapidly. Furthermore, you could use, you can rerun SAN Health before and after any major changes to the fabric, and then just periodically, you know, once a quarter, once a month, to document anything that has changed in the, in the fabric in the, the, the meantime. And so it's very, it, it is a very helpful free tool, and we in, strongly encourage uh, everybody out there to use it, regardless of whether you have any brocade or Amulex components, because it will uh, collect data and will describe what your fabric looks like, regardless of what all is actually in your fabric. So it's it's agnostic in that sense.
0: Do I have to enter credentials to get permissions to get access to things or is there a way to have like a read-only
1: mode where I don't need any sort of special permissions? You're going to need to connect to a switch and so you would need a credential for that.
0: And do, uh, do the switches the have a switches. way do the switches have a way of having like a role-based access control where I can
1: only give certain access permissions or is that just like you could conceivably do that? Yeah, you, you can definitely do uh, – uh, there are several administrative levels that you could use uh, in the – assuming that you're using a brocade – well, brocade or Cisco switch, for that matter. Uh, different uh, vSANs, uh, for instance, or administrative domains. Uh, you can at, – at each of those points, you could have an administrator that is admin for that particular portion or partition of the fabric as opposed to the entire fabric. Much the same way that uh, in uh, Windows networking, you have a domain admin and then you could have, you know, subcontainer admins. And I
0: asked because I don't know if you're familiar with network admins, but they're a little possessive. <laughs> no, I'm <I'd laughs> a little territorial, you know, so I, I didn't know if there was any way to kind of work with them a little more. So it's not so wide open. Right.
1: Yeah, we're not describing me. Yeah,
0: not at all. Um, so another aspect of this, you know, you guys are mentioning how you can, you know, do sales and, you know, figure out tech refreshes. But as an admin, and I have it on good authority that your your manager likes graphs and charts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're approaching the performance review time of year. So if you are so inclined to have a good performance review, run Sandhealth generate a bunch of graphs and charts and show your manager how you can save the company money and yeah. save the day and yeah. then just basically collect your paycheck.
3: Actually, uh recently I I had an uh, interaction with a um a NetApp um colleague, you know, who works actually in the commercial team, uh commercial accounts team. And they um they told me that what when, when they went ahead and ran it, we installed it, we did some training um they went ahead and installed it. They visited a customer, and when they asked the customer to run it, and they were not sure, the customer was not really sure what it was. Um, before we even talk about, you know, identifying technology uh, great opportunities or some competitive refresh opportunities and so on and so forth, they just actually ran it, and they show they have shown the customer um, the the graphs and uh, and the overall topology. The customer actually insisted on downloading that in because they wanted and they went ahead and printed that out they put it on their cube and they, they 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 called in a couple of days and they said hey my my manager was so much in love with this because we used to do all of that manual we used to actually go and mm-hmm. audit our data center or landscape and put that in tables with a lot of uh, writing this I can just be running this on a weekly basis or a monthly basis you know, not only to, as I mentioned, to talk about opportunities and where I need to um, be refreshing or to identify some problems that may exist in my network, but also it's it's uh, it becomes a con- you know like a more of a consulting role, and um, and with that I think that team at least and I'm referring to that commercial account team they ended up using it to establish that cadence with that customer so it helped the customer become that SME internally within their organization let alone all the benefits that we have mentioned so far and all of that is literally it took it took a minute to install and it takes every time you run it, it takes 5 minutes to to audit and you're good to go you know and it doesn't cost you a dime it doesn't cost you anything
1: so, so actually, uh, to, to add my own success story to this, uh, I shared uh, SAN Health with uh, another customer. Uh, we basically discovered their fabric. Uh, one of the things that, that that this customer was looking at is this is they wanted to look at the HBAs that you know the, the entire population of HBAs they have there. So, who is the what is the make and model, and what sort of firmware? And so this is the the by far the easiest way to uh, gather that entire population and determine that, hey, you have this subset of HBAs that you probably should think about replacing. You have this other subset where you've got a firmware version that may be not on an IMT or something like that. These are things that you could collect by you know going in and uh, you know maybe SSHing into every Linux host that you have in a fabric. And you could, you know, run SAMLUN, for instance, and and get those sorts of details. But this is a whole lot faster and you have it all in, you know, one view as opposed to having to manually go collect it or figuring out how to write a script that will do that for you. And so it's just it it is a superb tool and it it is very lightweight and very useful. So, Steve, you uh, do a lot of work with uh,
0: the group that does training for SAN and, and that sort of thing. What kind of training can I get for this particular tool? Are there demos out there? You know, How can I learn about it, or do I even need to? Is it that easy to
2: use? Well, it's, it's really simple to use, but there are videos. We've got documentation out on the field portal explaining to you how to be able to use the tool. And Brocade has a lot of different videos out on YouTube that are readily accessible not only by us – for us to be able to use and learn how we do use this tool, but also to be able to point the customers to, so that the customers can see how simple it is and what advantages that they can get by running this tool in their environment.
0: Naeem, you mentioned that this tool is free and that you know there's no cost associated with it. But, That's correct. You know what? What's the motivation for for you guys? Right? Do you do you get to Get this data and use it for your own, you know, improving your own best practices and figuring out what people are doing. Or is that data just basically tossed away?
3: It benefits us twofold. The first one is really, you know, making sure that we enable our partners, uh, NetApp, in uh, in in this case, and the end customers of NetApp, to um, be able to uh, uncover opportunities uh, for. Uh, f- you know for their the growth, that's number one, and that is a big big benefit for us and number two, it does really um you know uh, uh, help us gain more insight into where we can help you know when when you start looking at certain um applications that are being run on a landscape you know where we can come and you know in that avenue we would be able to position ourselves as the you know you are running that kind of application that would require some performance. And for that, you know, you would be needing now this is the opportunity for us to actually bring the discussion to the next level. Right. I mean the the, the and go over the the value prob of having this now, you this uh, it helps us getting into and it helps NetApp as our uh, partner to get into some of those global accounts that you know NetApp is looking to expand its presence uh, in in that application space. Um, yeah, and and that's that's a motivation. It's really more of an enabling and satisfying the customer needs, and it's also in a sales enablement tool for us to uh, and for our partners to actually go beyond what um, you know uh, what we currently have. So building that take over take out proposal um, around San uh, Fabric itself. It's very important that when we highlight not only it's at no cost or a free tool, but it's really hardware agnostic like i mentioned you don't even have to have a, a brocade switch in your landscape i mean you could be running this with cisco you could be running this with any other um, any other partner um, it's you know and it's easy it's uh, reporting is is there and it's no, absolutely no risk, you know, that to, for, uh, for individuals to or end customers to be running this, because you know you're exposing the potential, you're exposing some of the uh, the risks that are in your network, but it doesn't really present any risk to you when you're running the tool. Uh, that that's that's very important. And eventually, as I mentioned, it's that business enabler that you know you want to be promoting to your uh, to your customers.
2: In addition to what Naeem said, it's, it, the program is actually only doing a read-only. So there's no actual changes that the program's ever going to make to your fabric. And the other advantage is for customers that have multiple fabrics in their environment, you can run this against each one of those fabrics. It doesn't have to be just one fabric. You can run it against all of them, regardless of what type of vendors, products, sand products you have in that environment.
0: So if I have that NetApp branded version, it can run on other fabrics like, you know, competitor fabrics, or does it have to be a special branded version of theirs? No,
2: it runs against all of those fabrics, whether it's Brocade, Cisco, QLogic, doesn't matter.
1: I'd like to uh, offer a uh, basically a call to action. And that is this is, is that if you are an end user, get in touch with your NetApp account team uh, to get a copy of the NetApp branded SAN Health. And any, if you want any assistance uh, with either the videos that are available on the field portal, um, or just explanation of how to use it uh, we can we can work through that but they will help you they will get you a copy of San Health help you run it and if you have any questions about the output from that I'd recommend uh, you do that you then have a superb uh, set of documentation you can run it periodically against your fabric and it will you know document where your fabric is at that point in time If you are a NetApp partner or NetApp field person I strongly recommend that you go out to field Portal uh, look at the uh, videos that Steve created for how to use uh, SAN Health and how to how to install, how to run, and how to read the results of SAN Health. As well as just download a copy of the the NetApp branded SAN Health and uh, you know, start proposing that to uh, your customers as a value add that you can offer your customers. Hey, I can document your your fabric we can discover absolutely everything in your fabric uh, you know down to the level of what level of firmware what version of the os and so on is there as well as just give you a nifty uh, visio picture um, so, you know, it, it, it's basically all upside. So that's that's my uh, call to action. Uh, either download it and play with it if you're NetApp field or, or partner. Or if you're a, a customer, contact uh, your NetApp uh, sales team or uh, partner sales team to get the NetApp branded version.
0: With those firmware uh monitoring does it also give you recommendations of the latest firmwares for certain products like the brocade or the uh the broadcom
1: stuff or the netapp stuff no there you're going to actually have to take a manual step and that is this is is that once you have it's going to tell you what's there uh from that you then would compare what's there to what's in say our imt make sure that you're in a supported configuration why are you making me do more work mike because I, I, you know, I I want you to be able to you know say that you were doing a little something around your you know it, it annual review
0: See, time. What I want is for you to make it look like I'm doing work, but I'm actually not doing it.
2: Actually, just make that happen. We actually have a tool in addition to Sand Health that will actually help you get all that other information off the hosts, off your storage devices, and that's called One Collect. OneCollect is another tool that you could actually use in your environment to grab all that information, and it will allow you to go check the IMT automatically.
1: Yeah, it programmatically checks the IMT and actually gives you a gap analysis that this is where you are, this is where you need to be. I always thought OneCollect was a boy band. I guess not. The, 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 The original version was the boy band. I think it wasn't it like some ex members from Menudo or Menudo or know. the Backstreet back, back boys or something I don't know I, I lose track. Yeah. So there are references to uh, San Health and uh, also links to it in TR 4080. I have written a blog that will probably be posted by the time uh, this podcast is posted. Uh, basically, on how to run Sand Health, and there will be a follow-on to that blog, which is how to read the Sand Health you just ran. Uh, so that will be a two-set uh, blog, and so you can look for those uh, in the very near future. In addition to Tech On Tap uh, podcast. Excellent. TR-4080 and TR-4684, which is the NVMe 4080 is SAN Best Practices. Both have links to uh, uh, SAN Health as a recommended tool uh, that we recommend that you you know download and, and use. And so if you followed those links, you would find the NetApp uh, branded as well as a couple of videos on how to install and run SAN Health. So is TR forty eighty essentially going to be two pages at
0: some point where it's like title page, link <laughs> to San and Health.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's TR forty eighty ez Yeah, there we go. There we go. It's like the the short form. Exactly. Yeah, the abridged version. Yeah, just as lost. As you're not a uh, you know no no itemized deductions. There you go.
3: Just one last uh, comment. I mean you know for um, NetApp um, team you know. Anytime they have a, a question or an inquiry or any any ambiguity uh, surrounding you know San, they can of course lean on the gurus you know like uh, uh, Mike and Steve and and uh, you know within NetApp and also they have a full 24/7 access to a dedicated NetApp account here at Broadcom you know this is what we do for a living. They, they don't have to do this alone. I mean, if they're running, if they have questions about uh, about anything surrounding, you know, the uh, sand deployments and roadmaps and solutions, as well as the sand health tool, you know, how to use, how to uh, look and explain some of the data that's being presented by the tool, they have full access to us. They can always reach out to us. We have an alias that they can reach out to us and ask us questions anytime or give us, you know, a call. Um, and we will be more than happy to help. You said you have an alias, right? Do you, yes. What um, is that? NetApp-Sales.pdl at Broadcom.com.
0: All right. So netapp that at NetApp.com. That is correct. Yes. All right, Mike, Naeem, Steve, thanks so much for joining us today and telling us about all the goodness that is SAN and SAN Health. Uh, again, Mike, if someone want to reach you, how would they do that? Uh, you can
1: reach me on Twitter at NtapFLIGuy. or and- oh and or, or uh, mpeppers at netapp.com oh, all right and steve
2: you can reach me at on netapp at sbotkin or steve.botkin at netapp.com or you can reach me on twitter at san tech arc santa
0: all right and last but not least naeem
3: uh, you can reach me at naeem As in Frank, E-I-N, at Broadcom.com. Or I can be reached also uh, uh, through mobile, 408, anytime.
0: Oh, you gave your phone number out. That's brave. That's brave. We'll cut that out. We're going to save you some trouble there.
3: There you go. It's
2: very
0: ambitious of you.
3: Exactly, exactly.
0: I don't don't mind. Actually, can I I make... make for a good time call four zero eight. <laughs> Not that good time.
1: <laughs> hey, Naeem, I suggest that you also say the other way you could get hold of me is is uh at uh broadcom uh dash dot sales Actually, dot
3: that, uh, dot, uh, yeah that's uh yeah,
0: yeah dot broadcom dash sales dot pdl at com. Yep. Or his address No I'm joking.
1: <laughs> Just show up to his house three in the morning anything street. Come on in. Now, come on, yeah, down. on. You don't know house.
3: absolutely. You know, I think it's uh, that that's a good <laughs> idea. So you know it can be reached at you know, naim N-A-E-M dot S-A-A-F-E-I-N at dot com or netab dash at broadcom
0: Excellent. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, guys, and telling us all about SAN and SAN Health.
3: Thank you, Justin.
0: All right. That music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at NetApp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher or via TechonTechPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech, on Tech podcast team, I'd like to thank Michael Peppers, Steve Botkin and Naeem Safin for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening.